What's up, makers? Welcome to MakerCast, a podcast about the inner work of creatives from all walks, in all places, and in all stages of the inner work and the outer expression. I'm your host, Morgan Smith, and this is Season 2, Episode 3. I'm speaking to you today from Sun River, Oregon, about 30 minutes south of my home in Bend. And I'm sitting on a bench overlooking the mountains and the sun and the clouds and um, a large meadow, kind of a marsh, listening to the birds and the sound of the aspen trees and the leaves as they dance, sort of just taking that in. I wanted to record an episode outside just to kind of invite you in, or maybe I should say invite you out to the world where so much of my inspiration is sourced and so much of my brainstorming for concepts and ideas on this show happen. I think that this show, because nature is such a reflective environment for me, uh, will be on reflections. Um... And to start, I'd like to, I'd like to kind of cleanse our palates by offering a brief one-minute meditation where we're just going to focus on our breathing. If you're home, you have a nice space to be, maybe grab a glass of water, relax, and kind of settle in. Or if you're driving and multitasking and cleaning the kitchen, doing dishes, as I often do when I'm listening to podcasts, that's fine too. So for this, for this first just one minute meditation, I want to invite you to just settle down with me, you know, hear what I'm hearing, maybe feel what I'm feeling or something that is peaceful to you. Just listening to the sound of these trees, I'm immediately put at ease. And for this meditation, we're simply going to focus on our in-breath. Eyes can be open or closed. And as we breathe in through our nose, maybe say to ourselves, I am aware of myself breathing in. Maybe we'll notice the way the breath feels coming in, moving in through our lungs. Just in. I'm aware of myself breathing in. And with the out-breath, same, kind of saying to ourselves, I'm aware of myself breathing out. Maybe focusing our attention on the nostril again, the coolness, the air rushing from our lungs. So for the next minute or so, simply join me in hearing the sounds of the nature around us and We'll return together after one minute um, to the sound of my voice refocusing us.
and slowly just returning to the sound of my voice, to the surroundings around you, maybe thinking a little bit about the difference in your mental state or the tension in your body. I know for me, I like to think about some of the things I heard other than the aspen leaves. I hadn't noticed it before, but I I noticed a woodpecker off in the distance. I heard some frogs, which is interesting because the sun's still up. I heard some red-winged blackbirds and a lot of other birds I couldn't identify by their calls. I heard some small, little, tiny little sounds. I think for me, you know, creatively, so often if I feel blocked or, or stuck, you know, without knowing it, I may be trapped in a kind of cycle of a negative state of mind where my focus and, you know, where my kind of magical magnifying mind is creating more and more is, is on cravings or, or yearnings or wants or, or, or even just fixating on the things that I don't have or, or even haven't achieved or skills that I don't yet possess. And of course, as I continue to focus on them, gradually what can happen is I become certain that if only I had these things or these skills or these achievements, then I'd be happy, which is dangerous territory for a creative because it takes the focus away from the present moment, which is the only place creation can ever happen and instead rests the attention on some future, some future that exists only between our two ears that doesn't benefit us. Since this is an episode on reflection, I'd like to invite you into a second meditation for you to utilize now or for any time that you feel stuck in a negative state of mind where yearning and wanting and future fixating has monopolized your creative wellspring. Perhaps since we've already warmed up with one minute, we'll do two. And And for this meditation, I invite you to shift the perception away from that which we want and that which we don't have to what we do have. And it can be very simple. We can focus on anything from our health, our mobility, eyesight, hearing, taste, you know, roof over our heads. I got a little food in my back pocket. I got some in the fridge, the, the, the cherished and precious relationships or, or even whichever, you know, creative platform that we have to use as an outlet to express or, you know, anything in between. And for me, so often just to shift the focus away from what I don't have to what I do have can be such a catalyst in getting unstuck, you know, getting out of that negative state of mind. So 
instead of just labeling that we are aware that we are breathing in and out, I think I'll be using a statement or a mantra and you can adapt or modify it as you like. It's, I think I'll just, as I, as I breathe in, I'll simply say to myself, I am grateful for what I have. And as I exhale, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to be conscious of the air moving its way out of my nostrils. And, you know, during that exhale, there's a chance that something specific might come to mind. You know, maybe it's a reconnection with an old friend or just having this time in the day to give myself this gift of honing in on gratitude. If you have a piece of paper nearby, or, you know, you can feel free to write down what comes to mind. If not, make a mental note or anything. And then just return to that next in-breath. The same. As I breathe in, I am aware of all that I have. And on that next out-breath, maybe the same item of gratitude will appear again. Or a new item, or nothing at all. In which case, we just focus on that cool air that rushes out of our lungs. Breathing in, I am aware of all that I have. And then simply breathing out. And loosening the leash a little bit on our minds, not repeating a mantra, but instead creating space to see if any specific item of gratitude comes up. And we'll just do this for two minutes-ish, listening to the sounds of the nature around me. And, um, and when it's time to return, I'll stir you. Let's begin.
and slowly coming back maybe giving your shoulders a little roll your neck and wrist to stretch as you gently return if something worth noting came up maybe jot it down or make a mental note <laughs> use the notes app in your phone I didn't get anything specific but what I did receive was just that that space that that warmth that openness that comes with having a practice of gratitude where you know I return from a few minutes of simply being aware of all that I have and and the sky looks a little brighter and the smile you know this is just audio so it's not you can't see all these pearly white these pearly off whites but but you maybe can hear it you know the smile just comes a little bit easier when we are resting in a place of gratitude of acknowledgement of all that we have and and i'm really interested in like the rule of threes Wow, this wind is picking up. Feels good. It's a warm breeze. I'm interested in three, so I think a third, a third exercise, a third reflection, would be a really nice um, way to round this off. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, again, again, this really, really the the digging here is about opening so much space for freedom and joy and creativity within our own hearts and spirits that whatever it is that's been knocking at the door to come out or has been coming out can flow more freely and a lot you know recently i've been thinking a lot about you know an element of the subconscious that has always um, played a role in, in my physical, emotional, spiritual well-being, as well as my ability to relate with other people and, of course, create. It has been any feelings of regret as I look at my past, specifically tied to guilt or any semblance of, of unresolution that can be suppressed and left unaddressed over, you know, days or decades it can be anything something like you know earlier this afternoon like I was a little impatient with the grocery store clerk or or something that still feels present from long ago you know a behavior or an action taken of ours that 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 doesn't rest still within us that that still holds a disproportionate amount of weight which of course takes up time and space within our minds and our hearts these moments these impressions these memories of an unresolved nature they're they're like they're like garbage that starts to pile up inside of us and and it creates blocks to that to that free-flowing energy of our creative spirit and if you're relating, and if you're anything like me, 
then there can be a level of resistance at even looking at what has been suppressed or blocked from, from our consciousness or our conscious experience. I, you know, to take, I won't talk about garbage for too long, but even, even analogy aside, like, I have resistance to sorting recycling from compost from garbage and taking it out, you know? I, externally mirrors internally. There's resistance to, there's resistance to cleaning. And the internal housekeeping is just as important as the external housekeeping. But despite the resistance of looking at sort of some of these suppressed, unresolved moments in time, I can speak to you from the other side of having been and being presently willing to look and ask and poke and dig and and I can say that there is liberation on the other side. When we transform unresolved moments of time, you know, in, to the best of our ability into moments of resolution, there can still be regret, there can still be sadness, but regret and sadness have healing properties. They can be points on a map or contributing factors to our internal compass that lead us towards healing. But to separate guilt from regret and, and from sadness, at least, you know, I'm trying to put language to something that's can be hard to conceptualize, but to remove regret for me, through seeking any form of resolution possible, can allow for the stuckness, the stickiness, the sort of the stillness, the unmovability to fade. And I think before we can go any farther in seeking resolution, which really can result in a sense of comfort and satisfaction and uh, a much more wide open channel to creative energy. We have to go within and go deep within and see if we can discover what's buried, what's buried within us. And this, you know, this of course can be uncomfortable and you can pause or delete or unsubscribe to your heart's content, of course. Or, you know, come with me. So let's take three minutes. And if all you can hear is the wind, then I apologize and I'll get a better microphone. But I just want to, again, we're, we, we loosen the leash. Let's loosen the leash as we sit in quiet contemplation a little bit more and allow our minds to drift back. And so in a way we are returning to our breath, but in another way we're let, gonna let go of the, of the mantras. And we're gonna do this in the name of allowing our minds and our awareness to drift and settle on if any memories come up that are uncomfortable or unresolved. Asking that question. 
is this unresolved? I think it'll be tempting as we sit together or listen together to discover something and quickly ask, what can I do to resolve it? But I think that's a little bit much all at once. But just ask, is this resolved? At the end of our three minutes, you know, again, if you have paper, you can jot it down, make a mental note. And this doesn't have to be all-encompassing by any means. If you find that you, you know, very quickly land on a memory of something that feels unresolved, you know, some interaction that went poorly or maybe something from childhood, and you don't want to dig any further, feel free to just return to your breath. <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're a podcast listener like me, and you'll just hit that little uh, thirty second skip button and get back to you know what's next, which is totally fine. You may also find that it takes the first you know few minutes of of, of breathing, you know, just simply breathing and allowing allowing your mind that longer leash before your mind is has sort of settled enough to to come to rest on a moment of of unresolution. If you need more time, you know, hit pause or etc. So and I'll be back with you in, you know, three minutes of this beautiful evening. And and during that time, utilize your breath and allow your mind to settle on on anything that feels unresolved to you. I often use an example of, you know, the the bully from third grade, which is just a perfect a perfect example of of unresolution because I think you know some something like that experience can exist within a lot of us keeping our minds open to that within us that remains to this day unresolved let's begin
as I was opening my eyes, a quite a large group or flock of swallows just kind of flitted right by me. And uh, I'm going to try not to read, you know, too much into it, but I'm going to take it as a positive sign. Anytime, anytime birds come nearby, I'm taking it. I'm taking it to mean something good. I think, um, you know, now would be a nice time if, if you did, if you did come up with, you know, uh, a highlight or two, jot them down, make a mental note. And, you know, I think, you know, it's possible to think of, of spending time this way and repeating exercises like this, which I often do as, as fruitless, but Believe me when I say that, you know, these moments of unresolution are truly acting as blocks to our to our creative energy. If it involves another person, which it so often does, um, maybe it's a moment of embarrassment or argument. Um, I always try to remember that that memory may or may not hold that same weight for the other person. It can be really tempting sometimes, oftentimes, to place accountability on the shoulders of the other party. You know, but for us, with, with creative development on the forefront of our desires, the ball is always in our court. And, and the weight of striving to create internal resolution in the name of healthy, creative living rests squarely on our shoulders. And we can return to this. And I've been returning for a while and just populating that list of unresolved moments in time. Because, um, you know, like a pile of garbage. Sorry to bring up garbage again. We, you know, we, we might not know what's five feet down in that pile until we clear off some of those surface layers. Okay, I'm done. No more garbage. But there's more garbage. <laughs> there's more garbage, man. I feel like I feel like if you've lived on this earth for for a while, there's more. And so so to, let's just take it slow, and not try to get through the whole pile. But you know, if you've highlighted a few unresolved moments, begin to ask. You know, within and maybe seek counsel with some trusted friends about how to create resolution. And I have, of course, or else I wouldn't have probably gone this route, I have some suggestions, some, some tools, some techniques that have worked for me. And these are actions that, you know, that I've taken that can help put an unresolved moment in time to the best possible a way to rest. Because the reason I want to put it to rest mostly is just because that space that it takes up within me, it that space itself is a finite resource and we need that space. We need as much possible to work with to be able to live freely and creatively as we possibly can. And so even if it, if, if it is a involves other people, if these moments involve other people, it makes sense. Sometimes, 
it can just involve a negative inner voice. And so whether that's, you know, the, the bully from third grade or just, you know, that sort of inner critic, it's not always possible to have direct um, sort of contact. You know, I might not be able to track down a classmate and, you know, I'm not sure how sane or healthy or feasible or productive it would be to just try to, you know, split myself in two and have have a, a, a conversation of resolution with my, with the part of me that tells me I can't. But a technique that has worked really well for me, and this is one that requires a bit of dedication, is whether that's, you know, my own negativity or another person, is every day for a minimum of two weeks, absolute minimum of two weeks, every single day, I will take and hold an image of the event or the inner negative or the person in my mind. And if it's another person, as it often is, I'll see that person as I remember them. You know, my my bully from third grade in my head is still eight. You know, at, while at the same time acknowledging, of course, that he's he's grown and, and has inner work of his own. But I'll hold that image in my mind. And just, you know, going with this sort of bully example, but I'll try to see the similarities as I hold this image in my mind. I'll, I'll try to acknowledge all the characteristics of humanness that we share. And from there... Doesn't take long, but I have to mean it. I simply will wish that person well. You know, a, a Buddhist technique is to is to is to pray to sort of affirm that they may be free from suffering and the root of suffering, and that they may experience happiness and the root of happiness. And if that if that language resonates with you, it's worked for me many times. But it could be. You know, simply for that person or description of that person with their name or the event. I wish you well. I wish you peace. A couple minutes a day. Two weeks. And it can seem, you know, fruitless or pointless maybe at times. But it doesn't take too much to do it. Not a lot of risk. And just, you know, try not to prematurely cast judgments on the results. You know, if, if if this was not a podcast about the inner work of creative beings and was a, you know, get you pumped up, workout, you know, podcast. And, and you know, some and Hans was, was telling you to, you know, jog for eight miles every day for... Okay, that... I'm offending myself with that accent. So, so if we're talking about exercise and... Um, I just don't have the flowing locks to really be able to pull that off, audio or, or video. I just, I gotta keep it, gotta keep it a little more, a little more authentic. But if I, if I was talking about exercise, see, I get happy outside. I get happy in nature. But if I was thinking about exercise, like, you know, if if the advice was to do an exercise every day for two weeks, 
And, and after two days, we said, ah, it's not working. I give up. It's so obvious to us that that logic is so sort of perceptively flawed. But it's funny because when it comes to, to matters of internal transformation, it can be harder to see the flaws as we sort of rationalize our desire to not continue to participate in an activity. So as we do this and try to, you know, fall and get up and try again, because it, it can be difficult, it's important to remember that one thing that we can never do is change another person. And, you know, the primary accountability and the only thing that we can change is ourselves, our inner world, our perceptions, and how we relate to the world around us. And again, resolution doesn't mean over, but it can mean rest. And if there are opportunities to have conversations, even if it's scary, I encourage you to go boldly forth into the land of vulnerability. And within the courageous and vulnerable heart, there can be internal transformation like nothing I've ever experienced. This journey for me has not been about stealing up and hardening and toughening up and pressing on through pain. It has been about receiving and opening and allowing and living vulnerably and it is vulnerable to take someone we hold a grudge against or you know I don't maybe, maybe even the word you know enemy is a little big but to take something so stirred up and unresolved within us and say may there be peace within you may that may this situation have peace may my embarrassed scared younger self have peace, have freedom from suffering. May my nasty, negative, internal dialogue just feel at rest. Two weeks. If you'd like to let me know how it's going, I'd love to hear it. I'll put a contact form in the show notes. For me out here, with the wind roaring, the birds and the frogs, and something I had couldn't quite recognize, to you out there, breathing, affirming, remembering all that you have, and unlocking all that you're capable of. Keep making. This episode of MakerCast was recorded in Sun River, Oregon. Music for this episode by the birds, the frogs, and special thanks to the wind. If you'd like to support the ongoing creation of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash MakerCast. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.